climate here. The name of the show is The Phenomenon Report, and today we have Dee from Oklahoma, who has had a number of different experiences with Sasquatch sightings. Dee, how are you doing, and welcome to the show. Uh, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. A pleasure. Um, what got you interested in Sasquatch? Uh, what's the timeline of your sightings? And of course, you uh, you dealt with uh, Troy Hudson at the uh, I think it's the Native Oklahoma Bigfoot Research Organization, who's been on our show actually, and you had an experience with them. But let's take it from the beginning. What got you interested? And fire away. Well, I am now part of No Bro uh, with Troy Hudson. Okay. Uh, he in, he invited me. I, I took uh, classes with him last year, and uh, he he said I was perfect for the job because I have uh, the last three places I have been, I've had constant constant, and we will use that word activity. Uh, I live in the woods, so <laughs> it's kind of they. I'm in their territory, you know. There, and I'm not going to their territory. I'm in their territory. But uh, I had no interest in this subject whatsoever, none. And my uh, husband and I decided to take the grandkids to go to a Bigfoot conference they were having locally. So we said, eh, let's go check it out, we're bored. And uh, that's where I met Troy Hudson. And I asked him if all this was a joke, and he said no, and I still thought it was a joke. But he had invited me out on a little weekend excursion that they do where he takes people to places uh, he's been interacting with these the same group for over you know 10-15 years I mean he's been around a long time and a lot of people think that you know and which I did in the beginning I thought he just had everything planned out and it was for people who wanted an experience but it was all hoaxed I thought you know they had lights up in the woods and sounds that would go off by themselves they could control it. I thought the whole thing was hoaxed and uh, the first time I went up there the noises were hard to handle because I don't see a way how they can make it sound like you have a thousand horses coming down off a hill straight at you and then have them abruptly stop within 30 feet that's kind of impossible to me I don't know how that's possible since I felt it on the ground mm. um, the eye shine, yeah, you know, they I, they could do all that. Uh, one night at the camp when I was sitting there getting ready for bed, I saw a lot of eye shine, a lot of shadows, but I, again, I attributed that to, they had been doing this for years, they have this just perfected, you know, get people interested, bring them back to the conference once a year, you know, because they saw eye shine. And, and it wasn't until my second time uh, on one of these little excursions that Troy and another gentleman and another female and I had gone for a walk. We ran into a, a, a mountain lion and, you know, he called back at camp and said everybody stayed by the camp. So they built a big fire. And when we got back, our eyes were just, you know, you can't see anything in the, in the dark anymore after you have a big blazing fire. And then this child walked around the fire and it's pitch dark. I mean, it's dark out there. You can't see your hand in front of your face. So. I'm a mom and a grandma, so my automatic, you know, response was to go after the child. And he goes, oh, look, there's one. So I got down to his level. I looked, and sure enough, I saw this smaller one just kind of jump into the, uh, uh, well, I guess they're a little bit bigger than bushes. Couldn't really tell. But it's a tree line. And right next to it was one that was twice the size but what rattled me was it looked like its head was kind of leaning forward, but all of it was part of one, almost like a silhouette, if you would. 
that's all I saw. But it looked like it was going to fall over because its head was, you know, leaning so far in front of it. And it didn't walk in a gait that's, that you could hoax. In other words, people walk and they bounce when they walk. You know, their head moves up and down. This thing looked like someone had put it on a skateboard and just kind of pulled it through the, through the darkness. But then off to the side, off to the left, I saw two females. They were standing there talking to each other. Well, when I went back and forth with my eyes, and I can't tell you exactly how far apart they were from each other, but it was a pretty good distance. They looked like children compared to this thing. The width, the height I didn't really pay attention to because I don't know that area. I didn't know how tall the trees were, the bottom limbs. I mean, I, I didn't do any of that back then. I, This was just a joke to me, really. But when I looked at those women and looked back at this thing, you could put those two women together and it was the size of this thing's girth. It was huge. It was massive. It took one and a half steps and disappeared. Well, I went ahead and I freaked out and we ended up going back up to our cabins. I told Troy, he goes, I told you you'd see him. He said, and, and you're, you're lucky. He said, not very many people do. He said, but you, you know, he said, don't worry about it. Well, I still had to fight within myself of what I saw because I'm a realist, you know. I've, I've seen grizzly bears in, in zoos and I, I've seen gorillas and all these other things. Nothing could prepare me for the size, I think. I, I think it was more the size than anything. Because I really, if you put yourself in my shoes, if someone's gonna hoax something and you see something from 50, 60, 70, 100 yards away, you could easily put in your in your head, hey, that's hoaxed. But this was impossible. This was, there was no way this was a possibility. So from that point, anytime that he had these little weekend things, I went. I wanted to learn more. Um, I didn't listen to very many people, and especially Troy, and he'll tell you that because I'm stubborn. But I didn't listen to him because I didn't want to be coaxed into believing what somebody else believed just because they had experience. I wanted to have my own. I wanted to learn my way. And uh, I'm kind of stubborn that way. But we had bought a piece of property after I told my husband, you know, we'd come back. We had gone through quite a few of these little weekend things. And he started getting a little bit interested. But, again, my family only believed me because they know I won't lie to them. It's the only reason they believe me. Otherwise, they think mom is off a rocker, you know, especially my husband. Uh, he's never spent a day in the woods, you know. I mean, this is a city guy born and raised. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to tell you that I spent my all my childhood in the woods, you know, hunting and fishing, and, and I've never seen that. None of that happened. I was a true hood rat. But I did spend as much time outside as I possibly could. So, anyways, going back, let's get back to this. We ended up buying a piece of property with a friend, and it was in Oklahoma. We lived in Arkansas at the time. And I did not know, and I'll explain that later, I did not know that where I was living in Arkansas, we also had Sasquatch activity. But I didn't know what I was hearing or, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand because I wasn't into it. I, all I was doing was learning from the little weekend expeditions or excursions with Troy. So when we bought the property, it was immediate. We would get tree knocks, we'd get mouth pops, we'd get clicked at, we'd, you know, they would leave things on the steps of the trailer after we bought a trailer. In fact, the last time we were in a tent, because we tented all the time, for about a year we tented up there. And we went almost every weekend we could, except for the winter. But this one week, the last time we were up there without the 
with the RV. We were in a tent and something had walked by the tent and growled. And my husband said, we're not coming back until we have four walls. He said, I am not coming back here. <laughs> I mean, the footfall, the noises, the grunting, all that kind of stuff. One of the trees got knocked down within 20 feet of us and he about had a heart attack. But from that point on, that started in 2014. I've been doing it since and I've had a lot of activity. Uh, in fact, I had my first and I will say encounter, I saw Boo, what I call him Boo, many, many times up during that time. I've seen him in the woods, you know, we've seen him walk through the tree line, my granddaughter, my grandson, uh, all of them have, have heard them, have seen them, they have touched the trailer, they have knocked on the windows, they vocalized, uh, you name it, it's, it's happened for, you know, a couple years, and I videotaped most of this. And then... Do you have oh any, my gosh. Dee, do you have any super solid video evidence? Sometimes we get video evidence gets sent in and, you know, it's almost like looking at simulacra. You uh, know, if I did, if I did, Kelly, I wouldn't send it to anywhere. And I know that might sound wrong and I've been told a lot of times that's wrong, but here's here's the reason why. It took me those years to get a an uneventful, non-aggressive rapport, if nothing else, with these beings or creatures, if you want to call them, that I was not going to trade for a moment of glory on YouTube that someone says, wow, that's real. Yeah. It wasn't worth it to me. And I didn't want anybody to ruin what I had up there. Because if I could, if I could t tell you exactly what time they were going to come to the window, and they did, to me, that was... That was more proof. <laughs> nobody, nobody can take the proof that I've had from me. It's not going to happen. You know, I can't prove to anybody else. I have eyeshine videos, of course. I had a friend came up and she flew a drone and she was there. She took night shots. She, she got footprints on her drone. It's on my YouTube channel. It's on her YouTube channel. Um, and I've had a couple of people up there that have had experiences. I was on a show with Vic Cundiff. Um, Bigfoot encounters, you know, with Vic Cundiff, he has the Dogman encounters. Mm -hmm. It's Sasquatch Radio, that's what it's called. And right. uh, I explained, you know, the events when I brought a friend up there and he had a lot of experiences that night. He got bluff charged and our cameras shut off. You know, I mean, I could go on and on and on because I'm, I'm throwing in here three years of solid you know, interactions with these things. I can go out one minute, put 15 apples out, come back 20 minutes later and they're all gone, but one, you know, and where are they, you know, where are they? Uh, there's nobody up there. I mean, I was out in the boonies and we're talking, it took 30 minutes just to drive back to the driveway, you know? I mean, it's really out there. But my interactions with these things have, have never been aggressive. And I had my first face-to-face -face with what I call the alpha one night alone in the RV with just my granddaughter and myself. And he wasn't five feet away from me. And then the second one that I had had was a juvenile, which I thought was a baby because of its face. Its facial features were nothing like the big one. The big one looked like uh, its face was chiseled. Everything was hard. His eyes were hard. Uh, his his brow ridge was was 
very distinct. His cheekbones were very prominent. And yet the one in the window looked like a child, very smooth skinned, very, you know, soft eyes. And that was a foot and a half from my face. So, Let's yeah. Let's go back. Had, Hold on, D. So you're in your RV. Or no, you're, you're in your prop. Yeah, yeah, you're in your RV. And that's right. Right. You, you saw the juvenile. Were you just washing dishes and you turned around and it was looking at you? Did you not jump out of your skin? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. You know, the juvenile, we were. I have a routine that I used to do every time that we went up there. I don't care who was with me. We did the same routine because these things like routine and they will respond and react more to routine than if you go up there willy nilly and do super or stupid things. They will actually, they kind of watch what you do. And if you do the same thing every time, boy, they, they seem to come out in droves. I have no problem with getting interaction as long as I'm doing the same thing every time. So what I had done was normally when we went up as soon as it got dark and I hear the clicking or a tree snap in the woods, I would start my fire or I'd had my star, my fire started before dark. And as soon as I started hearing that noise, we would go inside and close the RV door and we'd stay inside and listen or watch out the windows. Well, this the night that I had saw the big guy, we would this was like clockwork. We were sitting on the bed looking out the windows you know the fire was going i could hear the, the juveniles playing outside they were shaking trees and grunting and making all kinds of noises and then all of a sudden the noises stopped and the and the the forest was quiet completely quiet and if you have ever sat in an rv bedroom if you have a push out on that rv when you look out the window you can see the push out from the camper mm -hmm. And I had been looking at that for three, four years. So, you know, I mean, I knew it like the back of my hand. And I also knew from there how far the tree line was, which, by the way, it was like two feet. You know, we were backed up right to the tree line. And that was intentional. And the, and the push out was right up against the. Exactly. Okay. In fact, you had to, you had probably about a foot and a half or, or less to walk around. You're walking in brush to get around that push out, you know, because it's actually in the tree line. But. Uh, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm listening to all this noise. I'm excited. I have my, my uh, recorder going outside and all of a sudden everything goes to a dead silence. And I'm looking around going, what happened? You know, I mean, the, 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 the forest was alive five seconds ago. Now it's dead silent. Well, that tells me predator. You know, my, from my experience, that tells me predator or something's not right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm looking out the front, which means where the fire is. And I'm looking around for any kind of movement and I see nothing. And when I look back out the window closest to me by the push out, it's black, not white. So I was like, what would black that entire thing out? The moons, there's no, there's no trees right there that could black it out. You know, the time of night it was, the moon would be almost right above. This doesn't make any sense. So I lean my head off to the side to look up and I'm seeing kind of movement but not real movement it's not a shadow and so I keep putting my head down off that bed to look straight up and finally I caught when made contact with two great big yellowish eyes and I froze and I mean when I tell the story now I, I get teary-eyed sometimes sometimes I shake real bad uh, it's only because I can tell it a thousand times, but it, but you just, you can't explain what you can't explain. Do you understand what I mean? 
Well, you can this, explain it because you, you you know they're there. It's just. But if somebody else doesn't has never been there, how do you how do you explain how you feel about looking at something that should not yeah. it yeah, shouldn't true. it shouldn't exist? Yeah. So you can't really say, hey, do you know what I mean? Well, they're like, no. Well, let me ask you a question. At some point, when are you just? Don't get me wrong with this question, but. When looks like there might be a fire out here. We're in fire country, and it's uh -oh. really windy. When are you secure within yourself? Hey, look, I'm out here. I'm experiencing this. I know that these creatures exist, and it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. But oh, here it is. Okay, I've got a relationship going with it, and my paradigm is no longer shaken. So your your paradigm is still sort of a little bit uh, wobbly down the tracks at this point. But but you're. You know, you know what I'm saying? When do you become comfortable with the fact that, all right, I'm experiencing these things. They're out here. I haven't been hurt. Seems as though there's a little bit of, you know, engagement going back and forth. Um, and uh, I get over that uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome or emotional response. How many more, you know, engagements do you have where you see that, okay, this is just commonplace. I'm cool with it now. You're never going to get there. Yeah. You'll never you'll never get there. It's so unbelievable. No, you'll never get there because number one, if you have it with the same one all the time, uh, that lady Janice with that fifty years with Fox or something or whatever that was, they were never comfortable. And I and I finally understood why after listening to her. I had never I heard of her story, but I'd never paid attention to the story because I thought it was just made up. <laughs> you know, I thought someone was just you know, I don't know. Like I said, I never got a chance to talk to her. Uh, I try. I attempted that once. I wanted to to compare notes, and then I was told by a, a, another researcher that I was ridiculous because. This lady's had 50 years, and I had only at that time had a year experience. So how on earth can I compare notes? Well, when it comes to something like this, you want to compare because you want justification for the feeling that you're going to lose your marbles because you saw something that did not exist in this world. So it, where I'm okay with Boo up there on that property, I wasn't okay with the one I saw in on Black in Black Fork. You know, that one's not the same one that I was with. It was completely different. You're never going to get, ask Troy, you will never get to the point where you are just content with knowing that they're, I know that they're there. I don't know exactly where they are everywhere. I don't know because I believe they are, they have uh, a lot of human traits. You and I could watch the same movie and you have a different reaction to it than I will. I might bring up a, a, a sore subject and it'll be sore for you, but it'll be elation for me. This is this is how to me this is how intelligent they are. I can have one group of Sasquatch that don't want anything to do with people, but they'll let you know they're there. And another group of Sasquatch, you go anywhere near them, they're going to start throwing rocks and growling and bluff charging you. And then another group, as in the one I have here, that had no problem coming up to the window the first month we were here, not even the first month, about a month that we were here, three and a half weeks that came right up to my window they didn't he didn't seem to care if i saw him or not you know yeah. so you'll never get to the point where and i think this is this is a, a very major deal for a lot of people out there researching these things or trying to understand what's going on i think the biggest plight we have is the fact that you are never going to get to the point where you look at one as if you had just seen a giraffe that you've seen in books all your life 
that you've seen in zoos and that you're okay with it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. They are, they are, their faces are different. Some are very scary looking. Some are very human looking. Some are very ape-like. Some are just terrifying. How can you ever just be okay with the fact they exist? You don't know what you're coming across. You, do you have, there's no way to just get used to it. I know they're here. I know they're in every place I have been that I have gone to research them. I knew whether they were there or not. But it is a tingling feeling that I get almost like an energy that says, oh my gosh, they're really close. And I just clam up. I don't go running around telling everybody, oh, hey, they're here. I clam up because I want to see what kind of reaction I'm going to get from them. Have, but, have you ever had daytime sightings? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we saw a boo during, in fact, um, when we were up on that property, Sandy's property, Lizzie was walking around our makeshift campfire before it was lit. It was just the rocks. And I was sitting in my chair looking at the wood line. And about 50, 60 feet, no, I take that back, yards away from me is a tree line that has three trees in the back and two trees up front. The two trees, three trees in the back look very, very black. But they are distinct smaller trees, maybe about six inches around. And the two trees up front are probably about nine, ten inches around. And they're pretty, they're probably three or four feet before those back trees. Mm -hmm. So there's a hole and you can see the tree, you can see the sunlight behind it. You know, it's not like it's all blacked out. And Lizzie was walking around the campfire and I had looked at her and I said, Lizzie, you need to get off there because there's, it's an ant pile. And I had seen, I had looked over to that area and that whole area was completely black, which was strange because I'd been looking at it again for a couple of years. And I was like, what the heck, why would that be black? I looked back at Lizzie, she falls off the rock, you know, and I said, what did I tell you? When I looked back, there were the three trees in the back and the two trees in front. What had blacked out that entire, actually about four and a half, five foot clearing. What do you think they yeah. are, Dee? Oh, God. I have no, I have no idea. I really have no idea, but I know. Like people? More, I think they are a people. I think they are a people. I could be wrong. I don't know if they're aliens dropped off or God made them or, you know, I, I have no clue. I have, I couldn't answer that for nothing. But I know the ones that I've seen look human. You look in their eyes, it's, and I have two different, I have two dogs and I'm going to talk about puppies, but two dogs, both of them are part um, pit bulls. Bella, her eyes, when you look at her, she looks like she is thinking. She looks at you and tilts her head like, Mama, let me out. You look at Tank, he's a box of rocks, like there's nothing there, nobody home. Okay, completely different. Two of the same type of dogs, but they're completely, her, his eyes do not look human. They look like an animal. Well, these, their eyes emanate intelligence and there's just no way I can tell you what they are but to me they're some type of being how do, your, how do your dogs react to them well up on the property I didn't have tank tank is not even a year old yet but I had Bella when they came around Bella was younger at the time when they came around Bella would hide she would climb in my lap uh, she would climb in my lap. She'd try to get behind me in my little fold-out chair. Of course, she's, you know, a big dog, so that didn't really work. I had to sit on the very edge of the chair. But she had to climb behind me, or she'd go straight to the RV. She wanted in. And she would hide, and she was quiet, because 
Bella was not a barker. She never was. Um, when Tank came around, he's a barker. And he barks at everything. And he plays with them. She hides from them. And that is also a telltale sign for me when they those two are out playing together. If Bella runs home and Tank's tail's wagging and he takes off, he's going to play with his buddies in the woods. But Bella will come home. She's scared to death. So I don't know why. I mean, she was introduced to them at a very young age. And all it would take from them is a growl or, or a noise for her to be afraid. Or Tank, to, I told you, he's a box of rocks. He don't care. He just goes out and plays with them. And I'll tell you how I know he's playing with them. We had a fence line, okay? And on the other side of the fence line is a tree line completely. There's no paths to a trail through it. This is just completely wooded area. Tank would start at one side of the fence, let's just say directly in front of me, and his tail would be wagging, he'd be barking like crazy, and then he would dart off maybe 200 yards to the left. And then he'd come running back and then go 200 yards to the right. And his tail's wagging, he's jumping up like he's playing with his best friend. And then he'd put his head down, his tail down, and he'd come back and he'd lay down next to me. What was he playing with out there? What was he chasing that would chase him back and forth right across a fence line from us that we couldn't see. What was he playing with? And what would get him so excited? A, a squirrel? You know, a squirrel's not going to run those kind No, this was targeted. He would play with them. And I mean, and we have, well, Tex was out here. Tex um, has a video on his page, on his channel, and it shows my wood line where Tank was running do you know who Tex is from Paranormal? No. Uh, okay. I'll have to send you the link for him. And while I didn't even know that video existed. I just found it yesterday, as a matter of fact, because he didn't tell me about it. But you could see between the tree line, you can actually see an area of movement where they're moving. It almost looks like that predator stuff. You know, it's right there. And he go, keeps going back to that same area. And the trees are moving, but you see nothing standing there. And I have, uh, I invite people out to spend the weekend. Uh, I've done it twice. I'm going to do it again this year once we get established in this area because we had to move. But I invite people out. And the last time we did, we had a Sasquatch, at least an eight, nine footer, hovering over someone's tent looking in. And one of the other uh, campers saw it, actually physically saw it, and the other campers behind them actually heard it walk up to the tent. So we have a lot of activity here, and they just don't seem to mind. They click, they whistle. How many do you think are up there from a population standpoint? 10, 20, 5? Up where? Where your, the, your RV uh, site. Where my RV site was, I think there was 11, and the only reason I'm going to say that 9 to 11, the only reason I'm going to say this and I just got through telling my husband today because he had seen something that he believes was a Sasquatch out in our yard just last week. Uh, but it was a silver grayish color. So his, he told me, he said, I think my eyes are playing tricks on me. They could have been. And I said, I said the same thing up in the RV because we're no longer in the RV. We now live on another piece of property because we were flooded out right. of the place we lived in. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, uh, that night that I saw the small one at the window, my blinds were kind of closed. It was very cold. Normally I have them open and the windows open, but it was like 40 degrees, so I was freezing. 
and I was looking underneath those blinds so I could see outside perfectly, but nobody could see, and it looked like the blinds were closed. Well, I had started seeing these shadows going by, and I heard, and I thought they were the horses because we had wild horses up there. And I really thought that they were the horses because the ground was moving and the RV was moving as the ground was moving. So I knew, I figured they were the horses until I started counting. One, two, three. Wow, my eyes are playing tricks on me. It's got to be the dark. It's got to be, you know, because it's three o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm tired. And then I saw one tall, real black, and then the one right next to it was kind of a, a light gray color. I said, wait a minute. So I actually started counting and then boom, instantly this juvenile pops up in the window we're face to face with each other it's eyeball it's eyeballs open wide up its mouth drops to the ground and my i do the same thing we both went <gasps> you know the same time and then it drops down and i'm thinking oh my gosh oh my gosh i didn't just see that you know because that that you can't say is just your eyes playing tricks on you right. I mean, i'm sorry there's a face a foot and a half away from your face so you can't you can't forget that one sure. then it does it again it come, pops up the second time, but the second time it popped up, we're staring at each other, and then it took off running. Sounds so, like you might be making a little friend there. Yeah, and and that's that's why I call Boo. That's the one I, I call Boo, but I didn't realize that the... I didn't realize the face was so childlike when it was so big, because I had my grandson, you know, a couple of weeks later when we went back, I had him, for the heck of it, go stand by that window, because I didn't think... I wasn't thinking that the RV was that far off the ground. I thought maybe this thing was about four or five feet, you know, maybe, you know, it was a little one. Oh no, Gabe's almost six foot and this thing, it, Gabe's head went to the bottom of the window. So that made this thing seven, seven and a half foot tall. And I went home and stayed home for a couple of months because I, it, I don't know why it hit me so hard, but this wasn't a baby. Or if it was, it was an awful big baby. Baby face. Yeah, it had a very, are you okay out there? Is the fire coming close? No, I'm okay. We're running out of time, though. Uh, okay. I've got five minutes solid. It appears as though I've got to upgrade to pro. Don't ask me where that came from. Oh, my uh, goodness. In the middle of our show. Um, but I guess I've been on it for so long today. Zoom. Do you think, uh, as far as, um, did, you, well, did you have any fear? I mean, are you afraid of them at all? Would you go outside in the evening and or at nighttime at 2 in the morning and sit in a lawn chair and feel comfortable or do you fear cougar or black bear there's cougar there's black bear there's hog so Hogs. for that reason i wouldn't but for any other reason yeah i would i've done it with troy up there on the mountain i'll set I, he dropped me off up there by myself at the top of the hill and i just sat there i sat there for 20 minutes 25 minutes until he brought somebody else back i didn't care yeah, it, troy, i'm not afraid of the dark troy believes that they're indians it's it's an indian tribe it's just a and look you know i i tend to agree that it's it's a combination it's just an old race of hominids obviously um and you know when you look at it we've destroyed the megafauna off of this planet we hunted them into uh, extinction and we do that to people as well we did it with the uh, native americans over a 500 year period we've lost over 100 million 100 million native americans due to anthrax or other diseases and asymmetric uh, military action against them um, and these things have seen it they're intelligent they know that you just can't get too comfortable with humans around right, so we're the wrong kind you, of dangerous what's that 
we're the wrong kind of dangerous. We're the wrong kind, absolutely, to ourselves and to everything around us. Correct. So, what are some of your next plans? And we've got to kind of wrap it up a little bit. What What are, what are your uh, what, what are your plans this spring uh, to 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 go back up there and see them? What are you, What do you have planned? No, I can't go back there up on anymore. That property's been sold. Uh, I have them right here on the property that I'm at now, which oh. is not that far away. So I can't say that they're not the same clan. Oh, terrific. Um, and at this point, I'm going to have my my weekend excursions. People will be able to come out here. They'll be able to camp out. We'll we'll cook and we'll we'll go out in the woods. We'll use the parabolics, but we do not do any tree knocking or or screaming or call black. We don't do any of that. We let them come to us because they will anyway. Dee, do you want to give us your um, any information? Do you want to stay anonymous? Do you want to give us your YouTube? A channel? Are you? Do you want to stay anonymous? How do you want to? Oh it? no, I'm I'm Lady in the Woods. Uh, a lot of people know me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I I just I just did a show in fact uh, last Sunday, um, but people like my interaction with the Sasquatch because it's not aggressive. So that I don't have any, you know, horror tales to tell people, and because I don't think they're all horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like people, right? There's good and bad. Exactly. And I wish we could talk longer. This is sort of, you know, but we got it out there and, and we'll definitely stay in touch and have you back on. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, any advice for people who are out there looking for Sasquatch? Do you just let them come to you or is it even worth going out and looking for them? I wouldn't go looking for trouble. You don't know which, you don't know that person. It's like going to somebody else's neighborhood um uh looking for you, you just you don't want to go to someone else's neighborhood you want to be in your own neighborhood where you're sure what's going on around you i wouldn't go out looking for these things they'll come to you if they want to if they want interaction but i think the biggest mistake people make and why they have such traumatic experiences is because they go out hunting them they go out looking for them they tree knock they make all these noises and you don't know what that tree knock means you don't know what that scream means right. why would you do something like that i, I just don't think it's right but that's my personal opinion. I'm not, I don't want to say anything about anybody else. I, I'm just not that way. Just be careful. And I, I just wouldn't go looking for them. I honestly wouldn't. Yeah. Sage advice for these Sasquatch hunters out there. And as it becomes more popular, there's so many more of us out there. But again, I'd like to thank you uh, so much for joining us, Dee, um, on Phenomenon Report tonight. I'm Kelly Kleinman. And you heard a pretty interesting, an interesting story. And it's ongoing, and we'll stay in touch with Dee and bring her back on the air at an, uh, soon, soon, soon as we can. Until then, I'm Kelly Kleinman. This is the Phenomenon Report. Please subscribe, certainly share, comment, and like. And we'll try to bring some of these great guests on as we move into 2021, because we know that 2021 is going to be a hell of a lot better than 2020. So a belated Happy New Year to everybody, and keep your eyes to the skies and your closet shut. Kelly Kleinman here, the Phenomenon Report. Thank <laughs> you.